0: We bless you in this house today. Oh, God's good to us. Uh, let's turn in, in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. And verses 25 and 26 again. Uh, I know that we, people never get near these scriptures until December, but I told you we'll just pretend we're in Hobby Lobby and we'll go, or Walmart or some other store. It's already, already, it'll be 4th of July next month, so don't you worry. Know, but uh, yeah, it's, get your Valentine's already. So, no, but we're, we're thankful for God's promises. Luke chapter 2, and verse 25 and 26 says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Ghost was upon him and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ so we're going to talk to you today on this thought it will come to pass it will come to pass let's pray together this morning Lord thank you for your word for your promises Lord we know that Uh, Every promise in this book is ours. You've given us exceeding, great, precious promises. Lord, we trust you and believe you today. Lord, let us hear what the Spirit would say to the church. Let us be better. Let us get closer to you. Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. One more hand clap and shout for his word this morning. Thankful for the word of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There was a theme or a thought process through this lesson today. We'll, uh, you can be seated. I'm sorry. That I will faithfully wait for God's word to come to pass, and it's what we read in our opening text. That this man Simeon was devout, he was just, and he was waiting, waiting. No, nobody likes to wait. Nobody. I, I do not like to wait. I will go hungry rather than wait. You ask my wife, if we're going in town, it's like you want to pull in here and get something to eat. Look at that line. Nope. I will just do without. Uh I'll fast. Then I won't wait. If I just I like to wait in lines. I don't like to wait for things. I don't like to order things that, uh that say you have to wait for it to get there. I just want it. Just like we all do, we want it to come now. We think this is the best time, this is the ideal time. this is it, I, I have to have it in this time frame, God. It's got to be uh, during this season of my life. It's got to be now. And the Lord's like, yeah, but I can see everything and I know it's not now. That's not when. We started uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, how Mary was given a promise as well that the angel came in, uh, explained to her that she would be the mother of the Messiah. And we noted one point in there that she simply, at the end of it, said, as it reads in Luke 138, uh, she said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, let it be unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. She just said, I accept it and just let it be. But she never pressed the angel for a time period. Uh, He did not tell her that it would be tonight, tomorrow, the next day. He didn't tell her when she would become uh, overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, just that it was going to happen. I don't know when she realized it. I don't know when she began to feel the change in her body. Uh, I don't know when she felt that first little bump, that little kick from that child. Uh, But she also had to wait, Uh, you know, Well, Lord, since this is going to be a miraculous birth, how about let's shorten the duration? Let's go three months and let's get this out of the way. No, it's going to be according to the time of life. It's going to be according to the time that I say it. And she was fine with that. And that's the way the attitude that we have to have is that, uh, number one, I'm your servant. And so the Lord knows what is best for his people. I never doubt that God uh, knows better than me. Don't ever think you know better than God, uh, even with your own life. Oh, this is what I do. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I think about that. Sometimes we get like that. Uh, Lord, I've been pastoring this church 15 years. I think I know what, oh, I better not ever get like that. Uh, let me tell you, I, Lord, what do you want? Believe me, before I come to this pulpit every week, it's, Lord, what do you want said today? What do you want to go across uh, to your people today? And uh, But we get like that sometimes. We think, well, we know. Oh, we know what we're doing. Uh, I think about how the Lord showed Peter twice, actually. He said, hey, why don't you launch out and, and cast your net out? Well, we've been fishing all night. We didn't catch nothing. Yeah, but go out there and throw your net off on that right side of the boat. Uh, I don't know who you are, but I'm a fisherman. It's what I do. And I can tell you, I'm tired. Uh, we're wore out. I've been fishing all the spots I know. I've done everything I know to do. The fish not biting. But, but hey, nevertheless, at your word, just so I, I think Peter thought, just so I can show you. And then the Lord showed him. Give me some help over here because the boat's about to sink. And see, that's the thing sometimes. Uh, we're, we're never going to show the Lord. Although, let I me mean, I just watch. I'll show you. Look, now uh, We're supposed to stand still and see what the Lord's going to do. And, uh, you know, the Lord will do things a lot of times because he said, I already know what I'm going to do. I just want to see what you'll do. And uh, he said, I want to see if Peter will actually listen to what I say. But uh, back to where we are. Uh, this man Simeon was given a promise. But you know, uh, these promises almost never just come straight to us. A lot of times they filter through other people. Without Mary, uh, Simeon's promise is not going to come to pass. Uh, the Lord had chosen her for a vessel, she was uh, his servant, the handmaid of the Lord. And uh, before Simeon was going to ever see the Lord's Christ, there was going to have to be some things happen in Mary's life as well. It was going to come to pass. And guess what? Just like uh, the Lord, the angel of the Lord told her, she did have that child. And they did call him Jesus. And then uh, after eight days when it was time for him uh, to be circumcised and they brought him to the temple to offer up the sacrifice for him, because he was a male. And according to Leviticus, uh, that any time that a male was born, they would bring a sacrifice to redeem that child. And they wanted to redeem him to the Lord. So they were doing the custom. They were bringing the Lord to the temple. And they were bringing a sacrifice to the temple. And uh, guess, you know, I, I was reading that this morning. I thought, you know, if we would come to God's house with a sacrifice... The Bible says that we offer up the sacrifice of praise. Now, I don't have to bring a turtle dove or a lamb in here uh, to sacrifice, not like that. But the Bible says I should present myself a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto the Lord. That's my reasonable service. But, uh, so they came with a sacrifice, but they also came with the promise. They came, the Lord was that promise. That child was that promise. He was the Messiah, the Christ. We come in with him inside of us. Greater is he that's in us that he that's in the world. But, but if we would just come in uh, ready to offer up a sacrifice and, 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 and ready to do uh, what we're supposed to do and bring the Lord with us when we come in, somebody who is waiting to see him is going to finally see him. Simeon had never seen him, but it was promised, and the promise is to all of us. For the promise is unto you and to your children, all who are far off. And so many times people walk into our temple, this this temple, this house of God, this sanctuary. And if the people of God that have the promise would actually come in with the light shining. Come on, somebody. Would come in with a sacrifice. Then somebody who's been looking and waiting because they heard that there was a promise. They don't wander in here by accident. They're here for a reason. The Lord leads them into places like that. And when the church will be the church, uh, friend, people that have, have been waiting for something to change their life, something to be better in their life, something to be different in their life, friend, they can see it through us. You know, how many t- times have people said, man, so-and-so, they preached that message and it changed my life. See, the promise came through another vessel. They came and spoke a word to me in the altar, and and it changed my life. I knew it was the Lord, and it came to him from another vessel. God was using his people to, to, to reach somebody else, just like he worked through Mary to bring to pass this promise that he had made to Simeon. You know, God's word always comes true. Always comes true, not sometimes, not hit and miss. If it's his word, it comes true. So don't ever think, well, the Lord promised me this, but it never happened. Well, it may not happen yet, but uh, if it's really the Lord, it will happen. If it doesn't, then it wasn't the Lord. And then sometimes we hate to think that because we like, I really thought I heard from the Lord. And sometimes we think we did, but but learning to hear from the Lord sometimes takes time to really discern that voice. Doesn't mean that People are just uh, ignorant and stupid. It's just, hey, Samuel was a prophet, and the Lord said none of his words will fall to the ground. But when he was a child, he didn't know the voice of the Lord yet. So when the Lord said, called for him, said, Samuel, he said, well, here I am, he he got up and ran into Eli. Hey, you called me. I didn't call you, go back to bed. Well, here's again, you called me, and he realizes, okay, after a couple of times, he's like, it's the Lord. He said, next time when you hear that, say, here I am, Lord, and uh, speak to me. And then the Lord will speak to him. He said, he didn't know the voice of the Lord yet. He was in the temple. He was in the house, but he had to learn the voice of the Lord so he could respond properly to it. And see, he, he was responding improperly. <laughs> he was running somewhere else. And uh, he, he needed to learn the voice of the Lord. That's why it's so important to us to, to be spirit-led. To have the Spirit so we can uh, understand, is God speaking to me? And if He is speaking to me, the number one question, will I listen? Will I hear what the Spirit is saying? Will I listen? And uh, so we must remember that God will never lead us. When we're Spirit-led, He will never lead us in a direction that is contrary to His Scripture. God will never lead us outside of His Word. He speaks to us through His Word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word. And so we know that His Word is holy, His Word is true, it's forever settled. It, he doesn't change, His Word doesn't change. And so Scripture is what we live by, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so God will never lead us outside of that life. Whatever uh, you know, When people try to take His Word and twist it to justify their backslidings, that's not the Lord. It's not. Uh, you, know, you can take a scripture and say, well, the this, this scripture says this. Well, it does say that. But you're trying to twist it to make it fit your life and justify you walking away from God. It don't work. You can't twist it and, and sand it down to fit your life. Uh, we have to line up to the Word. The Word doesn't line up to us. We line up to the Word. And so it will always give us direction, tell us which way to go. And we will never grow to the place in our walk with God where scripture becomes irrelevant. I'm so holy now, I don't need the Bible. I'm so holy now, I don't need church. I'm so holy now, I don't need nobody to preach to me. I know so much, I don't need nobody to, to talk to me or pray for me. I don't, I don't have to, mm. S- Scripture becomes irrelevant. God's word is true, and then it always comes true. Jesus said, Hey, destroy this temple. In three days, I'll raise it up. They thought he was talking about the the course, the temple that was there uh, in Jerusalem, and and there's no way. The many years it took to build this temple, and you're going to raise it back up. But he was talking about his body. And destroy that temple they did. But in three days, they went and looked, and that tomb was empty, and Jesus appeared to them, saying, Peace be unto you. And there he was, destroyed, and I raised it up. It came to pass. God's always brought his word to pass, He told Noah, there's going to be a flood and the end of all flesh has come before me. It's it's going to happen. So build the ark, build it like this, that and do this and do that and then we'll see what happens. Guess what? A flood came and it did exactly what God said it would do and Noah was spared him and his family because he did exactly what God said to do. He didn't build the ark outside of God's, well, I think it'd be a little better if it was shaped like this. It just said that Noah did all that God commanded him. And God brought it to pass. And he also brought to pass. See how good it is to just keep the word? Keep the word, you survive the flood. Keep the word, you survive the storm. Keep the word. That's what Jesus said. Build your house. uh, If you hear my word and keep it, you're like a man that builds his house on a foundation. So whenever the storms come and the rains beat on it, it doesn't fall, but it stands the test of time. Jesus said, on this rock, I'll build my church. He's building on something firm, on a foundation. He is the Word made flesh that dwelt among us. uh, His Word is a firm foundation. Anything else is just sinking sand. And so uh, when uh, the Lord was speaking to Simeon, Uh, It came to pass, just like he said, God didn't lead Simeon to someone who was not the Christ because his word said it. You won't die until you see the Christ. It's not going to take you somewhere else to see this guy or that guy or some other guy, let you see 10 other guys before you finally see him. Simeon did not go around trying to make it happen. Hey, are you him? Are you him? Are you him? He just waited or the Spirit to lead him. He was already a devout man. He loved the Lord. He was already uh, waiting for God to come through. And then the Holy Ghost spoke to him and told him, you're not going to die until you see the Messiah. You're going to see him with your eyes. He didn't tell him how it would happen. He didn't tell him when it would happen. But Simeon trusted that it would happen that it was going to come to pass. That's why it says Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting to see it. He believed the word of the Lord that it would come to pass. And when it was time, the only thing Simeon had to do was be obedient to the leading of the Holy Ghost. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he had just sat down to to have a meal or maybe he was down in prayer and the Holy Ghost said, time to go to church. And and it said, then the Spirit led him to the temple. And when he got there, Joseph and Mary and Jesus were there. And he knew right then that the Lord was true, that the Lord had kept his word because he saw the Christ with his own eyes. And so it lets us know that while we're waiting for it to come to pass, you must stay uh, in touch with God. He was still living a life that was in tune with the Spirit. He could still hear see, so many people after God gives a promise, they just do other things that distract them and then they miss it. You just miss it because you know, you're trying to make it come to pass. God gave Simeon a promise that he could not make come to pass. It would have to be the Lord. Uh, Simeon could not produce the Messiah. He could not conjure him out of the air. He, he, he didn't know where to find him. He didn't even know if he was born yet. He had no idea. So he waited and he stayed in tune with the Lord. But guess what? God brought it to pass. It happened just like uh, the Lord said it would. It came to pass. God's word always comes to pass. You know, we, we, we are quick to say, well, this too shall pass. And we like that. We, that's an encouragement. We, we find consolation in the fact that things will come and go. And that's always the bad stuff. Oh, this too shall pass. We always are dealing with things that only we can see and we think we can hurry it along and control. But, but God's word will also come to pass. And that's something we can't control. But it is something we can trust. And it is something we can live by. And it is something we can build on. We can build on God's word. We can trust God's word. And, and Simeon was confident in the voice of God. When he finally saw that child, he said, now I can die in peace. He knew it can end right now because I have seen what God has promised me. He trusted God's word. And then he went on to even prophesy to Mary and tell her what manner of child this would be. And that, hey, guess what, Mary? Even though he is a blessing and he is a promise and he's the Messiah, it's going to tear your world up. Sometimes... Grief and pain comes along with those promises. We have to go through things. Mary's heart would break, I'm sure, many times over watching the way her son was treated, the way he was rejected, and then, of course, the way that they took his life. And so uh, she maybe not realized that then. He was just a child. She was about to enjoy uh, all the sleepless nights. Oh, I'm sure Jesus didn't just sleep all the time. So he, I bet he was just the best baby, probably slept eight hours every night, never spit up. Now, in all points as we were, let me tell you, he was a human. He was a human, real human baby. Maybe he had colic, I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe he cried, maybe he fitted, maybe, maybe he bit when he was a child, I don't know. But he was a baby, and you can't... Make him like he was something less than he was. He was God manifesting the flesh, but he was in the flesh and he was a a, a newborn. He would have to learn to crawl, learn to walk, he would have to learn to flip over, pull himself up. Did he ever stumble and fall and skin his knees? I'm sure he did. Uh, You know, and uh, did, did he ever get corrected when he was a child? I'm sure he did. Don't touch that. He's a child, he's curious. And so he had all those things. But so Mary would enjoy the part of raising a child, but then she would have to go through the the agony and the pain of knowing why he was there and what would happen to him because who he was. And so whenever we see these things uh, and we know these things, we must still cling to the promises of God no matter how long we must wait. We've got to learn to trust God that it will come to pass that God will do what he said he will do. And so Simeon spent his time learning about God and his plan, and and, uh, he chose to believe what the Lord told him, and and so then he waited. It doesn't tell us how long he waited. Did he get that promise before the angel spoke to Mary? I don't know. I don't know when he gave Simeon uh, that promise. I don't know how long Simeon waited. I don't know what Simeon actually thought about it, but I do know he was waiting And, friend, that's something that uh, we have to just embrace sometimes is that we must wait on God. No, we don't like it all the time. It's all right to say that. No, Lord, sometimes I don't like waiting. He knows you don't like waiting. Ain't no sense in trying to, oh, no, I don't mind. God. That's okay, God. Well, it is okay, but I still don't like it. It's okay because it's your time, but, whoo, I'd like to have it now. I'd like it right now in my time frame, Lord. I'd like to sit down with you and you just dot, 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 lay it out let me know so I could put it in my planner. So we, we like we, all those folks that are, are, are planner people. Lord, I'd like to put it on what day and what year and what time. And he goes, nope. <laughs> because uh, If you do that, you don't even have to trust that it's going to come. You're just like, okay, I got it down. It'll happen because we think if we put it in the planner, it's going to happen. Well, you don't have to have a planner. You just trust God that it's going to happen, that it's going to come to pass. It will come to pass. The Lord spoke to the prophet in Habakkuk 2 and 3. He said, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. This last part, though, though it tarry, wait for it. Though it tarry, wait for it. He told them, go and tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. When's it coming? What's it going to be like? What's it going to look like? Then tell them how it would look, how it would sound, how it would feel. Just go, tarry. You, when it gets there, you'll know it. Just like Simeon. When you see him, you'll know it. Go and tarry. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. That's not the first time you'll hear uh, this uh, portion of Scripture referred to in the book of Hebrews. The writer of Hebrews referred to these very same passages when he told us in uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32 says, but call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of affliction. And he said, Partly while you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches, afflictions, and partly while you became companions of them that were so used, for you had compassion of me and my bonds. You took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, because you knew in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. So cast not away therefore your confidence which has great recompense of reward for you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Then he said, the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back under perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. He said, Let me remind you of how you were when you first got the promise. Let me tell you about how you were. The Lord, this writer is saying, Let me remind you of the way you behaved when the light came on. When you realized that there is no life outside of Jesus. When you realized He is the Lord of all and He's my Savior and He washes my sins away. When you realized I'm going to take my cross and follow Him daily. Let me remind you of how you were, how you endured. In other words, how you would wait, how you could, it didn't matter what was going on. uh, You just said, I've come too far to turn back now. I've come too far to give up on the promise now. Remember when you always believed without a doubt that it will come to pass? Come on, somebody. Come on, I'm shaking us up. I'm knocking the rust off of us a little bit this morning. Listen to me. Remember how it was when you was excited about God, when you could just run and shout and leap and and talk about the Lord and just feel the Holy Ghost in a moment and and, and all of a sudden it's like life happens and this happens now. You start wondering, did I hear from God at all? Uh, Is this really worth it anymore? Am I really going to make it through? Let me remind you of how you were. A lot of times that bothers people though. Because Nobody wants to look back and think, I'm not as good as I used to be. That's the way we are now in the, in the natural. You know, it was like that. It was tough playing ball and getting older and realizing I can't make some of the catches I used to make. Just not fast as I used to be. It's life. But I don't want nobody else telling me that. Slow down a little bit, Pastor. Uh, come on, going will slow you down. You know, nobody wants to hear that ain't quite got that stick like you used to, Pastor. You think I don't know it? Let me tell you, we know it when we start declining. We know it when things are off. And so this writer said, let me remind you of how you were. And let me remind you of what you believed. And let me remind you of the fire. Let me tell you, the fire of the Holy Ghost never burns out. It's a... It's the eternal flame, my friend. It's it's a consuming fire and it never burns out. It's still there. And he said, let me remind you. uh, Let me just remember when you, man, you would pray for, you'd pray gas into your tank. I mean, you you would pray for anything. You would believe for anything. You would not miss anything a service, you would not miss your prayer time or your study time. You would not miss an opportunity to tell somebody about the Lord. You wouldn't miss to testify about how God had brought you out and but then life and things. But, but he said, but look, don't cast, don't cast away your confidence. It, you've got to still have that same confidence in God that you've always had. We can't let situations and we can't let life and we can't let loss and we can't let problems cause our confidence in God to wax cold. The Bible says in the end times that because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. It's talking about that uh, that unconditional love for God. There's so much going on here. I'm not going to love people like God does anymore, and I really don't love God the way I used to. Uh, yeah, ouch. That's right. And that's what uh, this writer is talking about to these, these, uh, these saints. He said, don't you remember the way you were? Friend, Let me tell you, I've been living for the Lord uh, over half of my life now. I have come too far to miss heaven. I have come too far to get out of his will. I've come too far to to let my life be anything less than what he designed it to be. I have went through the fire. I have cried plenty of tears, but I have laughed and I have rejoiced and I have run and I have shouted and I have seen the victories of God. I have come too far to let anything stop me, believing that it will come to pass that God will do what he said he will do. I don't have to know the time, Lord. Here I am. I'm your servant. Be it unto me according to your word. It's going to come to pass because you cannot lie. You would not lie. But your promises are yea. Your promises are amen. I'm trying to help you folks. I'm trying to help you to hang on. Hold on. He said you have need of patience. You're getting impatient with God. When's this going to happen? When's it going to come to pass? You're starting to make plans. Uh, Well, if it doesn't happen by this date, I guess I'll do this. Simeon was given a promise he couldn't make come to pass. And God's given us promises. And hey, you can't force it. You can't make it happen. You start trying to make it happen, it'll be a false narrative of what God wants you to have. It'll, it'll have It'll never have God's backing It'll never have his support. Friend, when we start trying to make it and do this and now, God, you bless it. How about you do what I said and it'll already be blessed. How about you trust me and it'll already be blessed. How about you just be patient. That's another way. I don't like that. Just be patient. Somebody tells you to be patient. It's like, oh, I almost slapped you. It's just a reflex because I don't like that. Be patient. As a kid, we hated it. Be patient. We wanted, you know, kids, they, they have a hard time. They got to learn it. They got to learn it. Man, uh, it gets, uh, that, that's, gets close to their birthday. They know you've been shopping. When can I have that? I want it now. It ain't your birthday yet, but I want it now. You've already got it. I know you got it. Let me have it. God's already got what you need, but he ain't going to give it to you till it's time. And guess what? I love you, son, but I'm not giving it to you until your birthday. That's just how it is. You Remember when they used to put them little tags on the boxes you see in a cartoon all the time? Do not open till Christmas. Hey, that's four more months. You, you try to shake it and figure out what it is. You're trying to pretend like you've got x-ray vision. I wish I could see through that paper. Everything you can, just trying to. And if you just wait, you're going to get to it. It's coming. Your name's on it. It's going to be yours. It's going to get handed to you. Somebody's going to say, here, open this and see what's inside, but not until it's time. And God's like, I got it. It's got your name on it. And when it's time, you'll have it because the vision will come to pass at the appointed time. So, hey, though it tarry, and even if it tarries long, wait for it because it will happen. I think if there's anything that will hurt the church more than anything, it's a lack of trust in God. How how can we cling to his promises if we can't trust him? How can we believe his promises if we can't trust him? How are we going to? Because he said, you have need of patience. And then after you've done the will of God, you know what the will of God is for us a lot of times? Waiting. That's God's will. A lot of wait. When he gave Simeon the promise, you know what I will for you right now, is, Simeon? Keep being devout, keep being righteous, keep serving me, and wait. You know what, Mary? I gave you this promise. You know what I need you to do? Wait. Yeah. Hey, you know what, Elizabeth? You're going to have a child. Going to name him John. Guess what? Wait. It's going to happen, but you're going to have to wait. Uh, you're going to have to wait on it sometimes to see. They that wait upon the Lord. Sometimes we're just going to wait for what God's got. And I can be all right if I can just learn to trust God. Remember when we talked about trusting God a few weeks ago? And they that trust shall be. Remember that, that lesson? They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which shall not be removed, but abideth forever. When you trust God, you don't have to worry about it. You're not going to get knocked out. You'll still be there waiting when you trust God. You'll be like that mountain. You know, sometimes we'll go, Lord, are you here? I believe sometimes he wants to go, hey, are you still there? And I like to be able to look up and say, yes, Lord, I'm still here <laughs> because I still trust you, because I still believe in you, and I believe that you will bring it to pass. I want to be like Simeon. I want to trust God and and make a choice to believe God that he will bring it to pass. And and then just serve God. You know, you can serve God while you wait. (laughs) Well, God, you know, I knew I was going to pastor a long time before I pastored. But I didn't say, well, until he opens up a church for me somewhere, I'm going to run off and do this, that, and the other. I just kept serving the Lord. We preached revivals. We helped other churches. We did everything we could do. We just kept working for the Lord till one day he said, all right, here you go. Here it is. Was it tough sometimes? Yeah, it was. Because we were like, okay, let's, come on, Lord, can't we hurry this up? Can't we get this? Not time yet. It's not time yet. Got to wait. Got to wait till that building will come up for rent. That building had to come open. That, that place had to be ready. I had to wait till the things were in place. I had to wait till we were ready we had to be ready. And uh, it wasn't just like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm born again. I'm ready. You can be born again, not be ready. For just You come out of that water, you ain't fixing to get your uh, papers and head to another country. Come on, somebody. It ain't happening. You got to learn. Most of all, you got to learn to trust God and then wait on him to bring it to pass right. and then just serve God. Put your hand on the plow and don't look back. Just keep working for the Lord until it comes to pass. Oh, it, well, I see this one getting their promise and that one getting their promise and I'm just getting left behind. Well, number one, it, it's not a competition. And, and guess what? So Jesus even said in one place, he says, "You know, hey, sometimes the last will be first and the first to be last. And You, know, you can't be like, Man, I've been serving the Lord for 30 years, and God didn't call. And here comes this cat. He's been in here a year and a half, and he's already starting a church somewhere. If that's what God wants him to do, he's ready for it. If he went on his own, he's going to have problems. But if it was the Lord, man, it'll prosper. And we can't put a... a hey, we think about, uh, man, there, there was Paul just killing everybody. Just because he gets slapped down on the road one day, now he can go preach Jesus everywhere? Yeah, he can because the Lord said he could. <laughs> That's the Lord. Can't bind God and say, hey, hey you're, you're, you're doing me wrong. You're making me wait. If he's making us wait, it's because we're not ready yet or it's because our promise is not ready yet. He, he's like, when it's time, God's not going to do something halfway. He's not going to let it. He told, uh, the prophet told that woman, he said, I got a promise for you. He said, see that bucket of oil you got in your house? Start pouring it out. Oh, wait a minute, you ain't got no vessels. She had everything she needed for a miracle, but the first drop of oil didn't get poured until they finally got those borrowed vessels in the house. You're going to have to go out and do some work before I'm able to, because I'm not going to pour this miracle oil out on the ground and let it waste. Oh, you mean that, that's a miracle bu- bucket of oil? It sure is. Well, let's pour it out. Into what? Maybe you ain't done bar- gathering vessels yet. Hello. Go on, go on and amen that. Go on, go on. Because uh, God's not going to waste the miracle that he's got for our life. And he knew that miracle could provide for her and her children take care of her debt and provide for her and her child. But not as long as you're just pouring it into the sand. You do have the oil, but you ain't got near enough to hold what I got for you yet. And sometimes we need to, uh, God needs to get us out doing some things so we'll be able to hold the miracle he's got for us. But guess what? They filled them buckets up, sold them, Paid off the debt and lived just like the Lord said they would. Just like that. Now God could have said, it made them people forget she even owed any money. But that ain't the way it works. God's got a process for things and he does things in order. And that's what he did for her. And this is what he did for Simeon. You're going to see him with your own eyes one day. He didn't know if he's just going to appear. Is he going to be a grown up? When will I see him? John didn't see him till he was John felt him when he was in the womb, but John didn't see him until he was out baptizing one day. Jesus about 30 years old at that point. But he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Look how many years he went before he saw Jesus. But it happened. He said, You know how I knew it was him? You know how I knew he was going to be that one? Because the Spirit told me, the one you see, the Holy Ghost descending like a dove on him, that's him. And so I... We went down in the water and he come up and here come that dove and here come that voice. Happened just like he said. It will come to pass if he says it. So listen, the just, that's us. We should live by faith. Faith in God. Faith in this world, faith in anything else. Not faith in myself, but faith in God. Faith in his word, faith in his promise. He said, but if people draw back, we have no pleasure in that. That's not us. We're not of them. That's not us. We don't draw back, uh, because you do, you go back under perdition. But we are of those kind of people that we believe all the way to the saving of the soul. I believe that one day we're going to hear him say, well done. I believe it's going to come to pass. I believe what we read about is going to happen. Maybe I don't know how, maybe I don't know when, but I believe it will come to pass, just like it said. And I believe that because I've watched the other promises come to pass. I've watched people receive the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. I've seen it just like the Word says. I've seen that. I've watched God heal just like He said He would. I've seen signs and wonders and miracles because His Word said we would. He knows what He's doing. And so just God's going to bless us when we serve Him. Mm -hmm. But serve Him faithfully. Stick to Him. Stick to His Word. There, There are many things in our life that will come and, and, and shape and mold our future. But the biggest one is our trust and faith in God. And when we have faith, it does not remove trials and tests. It doesn't get rid of, uh, well, it doesn't mean that there's an absence of temptation when you serve God. It does not mean you will not fail or lose or have pain or suffering when you serve God. But it also does not mean that there will be an absence of joy because there will be. It doesn't mean you'll never laugh or love or have success or healing. Those things will also be present in our life. It's going to rain on the just and on the unjust. That's why we always refer to that in the negative. We need rain. He was, in that scripture, he's, he's really saying, you know, God actually is good to everybody because it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. He doesn't like what wicked people do, but he's merciful and kind. He hadn't destroyed them yet. And it's his goodness that'll lead them to repentance. And so we see that. Rain, as much as it with like, oh, it's raining on my parade. Yeah, but you like it when it's raining on your garden. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you like it when it's raining on that yard, that sod you just put down. You're like, hey, I need a little rain. And so it rains on everybody. Rains on us. And one of the promises as a believer that we can cling to is that God will bless those that faithfully serve him. You can stand with me this morning. I know we're coming to the close here. There was one more person in this story as it begins to wind down. After Simeon has received his promise, there was a woman, a prophetess, her name was Anna, and she had uh, had been married, and she was a widow now. She lived with her husband for seven years, and then he died. And now, at about the age of 84, 85 years old, uh, Anna uh, finds herself in the temple, and she sees the Lord, and she sees Simeon, and she sees Mary, and she sees Joseph. And you know, she couldn't be a priest, but the Bible says that. She had committed herself to prayer and fasting in the temple, and that's what widows could do. But when she saw the Lord, she began to prophesy and speak and be a voice of sharing the good news of the Messiah's birth. And and so she still had a privilege of being part of this story because she could just serve the Lord and faithfully wait for the Word of God to come to pass. Anybody in Israel was waiting in some fashion for the Messiah but now she had seen him as well it doesn't say that God made her any special promises about seeing him but you see what happens when people bring the Lord with them when they come people that can just be blessed can walk right into that blessing walk right into a place where the Lord is we can do the same thing you know, she could have just said you know lost my husband it's, it's not the life I envisioned so you know what fine I'm just going to do anything else but serve the Lord but we cannot let pain and loss and disappointment to distance us from God. Well, that's, you know, pastors always say that because they don't ever have no trouble Whew. but I wish you could be be in my shoes for a little while because, We have troubles and trials just like anybody. It happens. But nothing should ever separate us from God. We should never let anything pry us apart, divide us, keep us away from living for the Lord. When we draw closer to God, it's a lot easier to hear His voice. When we get in a place where we are real close with God, we can just be ready when He says, Hey, Go here, go there. Here's your promise. It's time. But that promise will always be born out of a relationship of trust, a place of peace, knowing that the one who loves us more than anybody else is faithful and true. You can trust God. He will do what he promised. It'll come to pass. Let's lift our hands this morning and just pray to the Lord. Receive the the word of the Lord this morning. I know some of us needed to hear that today. Remind us. Lord, we love you and praise you in this house. God, help us to be found waiting. Lord, and as we're waiting, let us be serving and living our lives for you. Lord, I believe the promises that you have made for your people. I believe the promises you've made for this church. And Lord, I believe we're going to see it come to pass. And so, Lord, we trust you today. We love you today. And God, as we're waiting, let us be found faithful. Faithful like you are to us, God. Let us be found serving like you serve us. Let us be found true like you are true to us, God. Oh, we love you and praise you this morning. We thank you for it, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him a hand, clap of praise. Do you trust him this morning? Do you remember? I think probably every new convert at one point it's always said of them, boy, they're on fire for the Lord. Man, yeah, they come to God and they're on fire. But do they still say that about you? I hope so. I hope so. I hope that nobody ever says, looks like he cooled off, looks like he's on simmer. Uh, Put it on high, man. I want to be on fire for the Lord. Praise God. Let's find a place to pray before the next service. God bless you.